Hey, girl, hey. Oh, girl. <laughs> and Nicole. Hello. And tonight we're reviewing Dr. Sleep, the very long, long time follow-up to The Shining, which came out, uh, the movie did anyway, in the 80s, early 80s, I want to say, like 82. 1800s. 200 the years 1880s. ago. the 1880s. The 1980s. Um, this is, of course, a Stephen King uh, book. Uh, is what it's based on. He wrote Doctor Sleep many years after he wrote The Shining, um, and it, I think people don't like the book nearly as much as The Shining. They find it really unsatisfying, and things I are very odd. Book. Yeah, this is it's it's based off a Stephen King book. They didn't just make a random uh-huh. sequel, even though it, at times it feels like that. But it does. Um, but no, this is also a Stephen King work. Um, Stephen King reportedly very much likes this movie, and he that's important because he very much hated The Shining, which was, of course, made by Stanley Kubrick. Oh, he has uh, very, taste. He, I mean, that's the biggest one he... <laughs> this is the biggest one he hates. Uh, lately, he's been like, Pet Cemetery was a great movie, and he's like, ah, all the It movies are the best movies of my, of my work that I've... And it's like... All right, you're, you get it. You're just promoting yourself now, but apparently him and Stanley well, Kubrick he doesn't have did much time left to do so. I'm sure he. I'm sure he's literally published like three books today. He he like how we could probably <laughs> do a full year of nothing but Stephen King movies. There's just so many. Um, so The Shining, of course, is the first movie. Uh, Nicole, have you seen The Shining? Many times. I I really quite enjoy The Shining. And uh, Jess didn't even know you? it was a movie. <laughs> Oh, damn. <laughs> you had at least, you were at least aware The Shining was something by Stephen King. I that knew was it was the... a book. I didn't know there was a movie. I Maybe I did know, but I mean, I never watched it. It's, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's on brand it's for Jess, the, the newcomer. Um, so I'm going to give you guys a synopsis of Dr. Sleep. It's kind of long. I'll, I'll see if I can cut it down. Uh, still irref... Irre- Oh, fuck. Still irrevocably. How do you say that word? Irrevocably. 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 Wait, can you look that up? What does that mean? Like you cannot revoke it. You you can't. Yeah. Unrevocable. All right. Still scarred by the trauma he endured as a child at the Overlook, (laughs) Dan Torrance has fought to find some semblance of peace. But that piece is shattered when he encounters Abra, a courageous teenager with her own powerful extra extra. Why can't I talk tonight? Extrasensory gift known as the Shine, and I don't really want to give much more away because there's another big group in this uh, that we'll talk about in spoilers. Uh, some of the trailer gives it away, but if you have not seen Doctor Sleep, it is in theaters right now. We are going to spoil it here. I didn't think that this that the trailer gave away that spoiler. I never paid attention to that. I never got, I never saw that. You didn't get you didn't gather who the villain was and the villainous group and what they were about. No, really? Oh, I thought it was very telegraphed. Tele- all like all I was telegraphed on in the trailers was the chalkboard. I think oh. I remember the grocery store scene from the trailers. I think I knew she was a bad guy. That's one of the ones that sticks out to me, too, is the grocery store scene. Um, in the trailers, anyway, which we get in the actual movie. Um, okay, we're going to spoil it now. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Spoil it. Uh, spoil it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say that yeah, yesterday, but... actually, when you kept saying spoiled it, be like, you know what? Just hold in I that composure. Like I'm, I'm really glad Nicole did this time. <laughs> We rate things here at Films with the Woman of My Life based on four criteria, and those are the characters, the plot, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. We start 
in the in 1980. Uh, this is sometime after all the stuff happened in The Shining at the Overlook Hotel. Uh, and Danny Torrance is with his mother Wendy, living in Florida. He gets like these weird visions um, relating to the ghost, the the rotting woman in 237. Um, just we'll, I'll, when I get to you, I'm very curious what you think of everything in this movie because a lot of <laughs> a lot of the stuff that like matters happened in the shining and it like it, it would be very interesting uh, your take but that's Honestly, going on we should uh, talk about the the rotting woman as her own character because she was featured in the movie too many times she was she was in there she was in there quite a bit <laughs> um so danny and wendy live in florida um by the way they, they really cleaned up uh fake shelly duvall and i wanted she does to not ask look... you what you thought of the characters that they used to portray danny and Shelly Duvall. Uh, Danny was fine. I think it's just because it's like a little kid, so you can kind of do it pretty fine. Um, I think when he was, you know, going through the, the Overlook Hotel on his little trike in the opening, like, it looked about right. It's very um, interesting that you say that because I thought the same exact thing. I actually thought they were using footage until I realized, obviously, that they weren't. With that about, they had to have shot about a minute, stuff, About right? a minute and a half in, I realized it was not actual footage, so I thought that was really good. Yeah, the kid was really close. Uh, Wendy, not close at all. Wendy in this is actually looks like a human that could be attractive to somebody. Uh, the Shelley Duvall in um, <laughs> in the original up. Shining is a very terrifying woman. Um, she should almost be the villain. She's so she's scary not looking. That bad. Oh, she's terrifying. She's <laughs> got some features, but we're not. Perfect. Jess, I don't know if you know who Shelley Duvall is or what she looks like, but um, I think I, would I not, know I w- who she is. Let me Google her. Oh, she's you're, not you're that gonna, you're, you're, it's, it's a jump scare if you Google her face. You're rude. <laughs> I am being a little harsh, but seriously, she um, made a she made a cartoon, right? Of something. She made a cartoon. Yeah. Show Duval. Huh. I don't know about these things. Uh, while the the Danny and Wendy stuff is going on, we also get a cut, also in 1980, to a woman in a hat known as Rose the Hat. Um, and she leads a group of cult members named the True Knot. And we get in this opening scene what they're all about. They find people who have uh, inklings of the Shining in them, which is, of course, what Danny has in the original and, and in this one. Um, they find them. They They suck on their steam. So they like breathe on them, and it like pulls the steam out of them, and steam. then all the—that's what they call it. Oh, it's just breath. Okay, breath, steam, whatever. They they they, they suck on their mouths, and like steam breath comes out like visibly. Um, they suck it up into little devices to save for later, and then they also use it to to suck up while they're while they're eating the life out of somebody. Um, I guess what triggers it is fear, like hurting the the child will will do it. Um, so that, that's, that's what the, the true knot is all about though. We learn more about their intentions and why they do this later. Uh, cause we're going to fast forward right after these two opening parallel Wait, before pieces. Before we fast to... forward, can we talk about Shelly Duvall again? She made, um, Shelly Duvall's bedtime stories and I watched those all the time when I was what? little. <laughs> this fuck? is so weird that you actually have a connection to Shining that I, that I... <laughs> Uh, Nicole, do you have any idea what you're talking I about? Have no idea. Just Google Shelley Duvall's bedtime stories, and I used to watch all of these. Oh my god! I might do that after the show. I don't know if I want to do this <laughs> at the uh, in the middle of it, but that's that's so weird that you actually know who Shelley Duvall is, and you've never seen The Shining. That's oh, oh no, Jess, you're, just a rare, you're a rare find. Um, so, uh, but we cut ahead to 2011, uh, and Danny now going by Dan. Uh, he's like an alcoholic, does a bunch of drugs. Um, he has like a scene he here where 
Yeah, it's a bunch of cocaine in the hey, beginning. He's like Remember an the alcoholic. girl and the, and the kid. Oh, true. Yes. In that first scene. I mean, he's mostly an alcoholic, but, you know, dr- drugs come into play. Um, and he he le- he leaves in the middle of the day, night, whatever. He leaves this woman and the, the, the small child that he did not know was there. Um, and this is also where we get a vision of uh, Dick Holleran, who was played by Scatman Crothers in the original one. Scatman um, Crothers. He's the best. He is the guy who... Uh, introduces uh danny and the original to the shining and of course he spoiler for the original that came out 40 years ago he dies in the shining um so in this one every time he appears he's a ghost speaking to danny or adult dan um he you know gives he's kind of his conscious don't take their money you've already taken enough from them i don't know what the fuck he says uh the whole point is he leaves uh he's like running away he ends up in new hampshire and he gets like kind of taken in by billy freeman played by cliff curtis recognizable face he's in all kinds of stuff um and he's like uh i know that look you're alcoholic i'm gonna take you to my AA meeting and you'll live in this little attic and we can we can hang out and uh, help you out. And yeah, literally it. the first person he came across ended up being like his best friend and savior. Yeah, I mean, he could have come across some other people, but he's the first person we're shown that, you know, has importance to his life. Um, so that's that's a cool little thing that happens there. Uh, and then we take another big uh, time jump. Well, I guess, we, I guess we're also introduced here to uh, Abra Stone, who is a young girl... Uh, who has super powerful shining power. She's like a little toddler in this, and she's making spoons levitate in her house. Not just spoons, like they're all the spoons. Um, <laughs> who has that many spoons in their house? That's my first question. Uh, how many lot. spoons were there? Well, they were doing a party. Maybe they had a catering company. It's not even spoons. like they were uh, plastic spoons. It was like the ones you buy at the store. There were like thir- what, 30 spoons? No, there were like 100 <laughs> There were not a hundred spoons, Jess. Those were, there there was, was like a hundred spoons. The <laughs> ones on the floor there. that were already there, and then the ones on the ceiling. All the stuff on the floor were the forks and knives. probably about 60 spoons. Oh, okay, cut fine. it right down we'll the middle. S- whatever. Settle it. <laughs> Alright, there are not a hundred spoons, but several spoons on the roof uh, that fall down after she's done doing her levitating trick, her shining trick. Um, and she begins uh, telepath- telepathically communicating with uh, Dan uh, through, as Nicole mentioned earlier, the chalkboard in his in his room. Uh, he writes like the little hello message. You see that in the trailer. Um, and then we get another big chime jump. We jump to 2019, uh, where all three of our character storylines start to you know meet each other. I guess you got Dan's you know recovering alcoholicness. Uh, he's working at a um, at a uh what is it called hospice place uh old folks home yeah hospice place (laughs) a nursing home nursing home i gotta think of the word um and he gets nicknamed dr sleep there because whenever uh there's a cat that runs around and it jumps on people's beds and when he jumps well people are like oh that means it's my time to die and then he shows up and and uh comforts the dying patients and and then they die also Um, that cat was adorable by the way i loved it 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 was an alright cat. Um, <laughs> so that's that's his like part in the in this 2019 current day thing. Uh, Abra is at school and um, I don't know. She's, she, I feel like she's just kind of doing normal What's stuff. A until terrible she... name. Abra. Yes. At first, I was like, "Why is it like Abra? Cadabra?" And then Alex I Sam. was like, "Oh, Abra Cadabra." 
Yeah, because she's magic. I'm sure that was a Stephen King choice because he he kind of does stuff like that sometimes. Um, but uh, he he she gets like triggered when we get the present day True Knot. Uh, so this is uh, Rose the Hat's crew, and we should notice here they have not aged at all in this whole time frame. Um, they so that's part of what's revealed to the the blonde girl that they hire on their on their team who has the shining who like tricks men into movie theaters and carve shit on their face because he's she's an underage girl and um so that takes their money is, takes takes their money uh so they like recruit her into the into the squad and give her the immortal life but like you know there's like a catch you're not like a regular human anymore and you have to keep it's uh, not immortal you eat well and live long <laughs> Yes, that's it's very a good important. point. That is a good point, Jess. You eat well, live long, and they eat the the steam eat from breath. people with the shining. Um, so that's yeah, they're lot. they're not doing well. They, if the true knot has fallen on hard times, they're running out of uh, running out of steam, running out of shine. Uh, and after they kidnap this one kid, kill him, and suck a steam out, they get like the oh. What I haven't felt power like that so and it's it's Abra. Abra can see what they're doing because she's mega strong with the shining. Yeah, so once like, they like whiff that uh like the uh, last breath it, it's like they're getting a high off of it like you can see them like super energized i think i think because when they did it to that blonde girl you feel like all their pain and stuff but i think after time you know the pain is like giving you life so it's like oh it's kind of it's kind of like a like a pain pleasure getting off thing um because you know it's like making you super long life uh, or whatever but yeah they, they react um and i've talked a whole lot and we kind of have our three main character groups we have you know uh, we have Danny, we have Abra, and we have Rose the Hat, uh, and then other characters that pop up here and there. So I'll start with Nicole tonight. What do you think of the characters in this movie? Um, I mean, I don't know how quickly I can show my hand at this movie, but I mean, I guess in order for me to, to, to discuss the characters, I have to kind of let you know I really didn't like this movie at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really wasn't sure what to expect out of this um i really do enjoy the shining the original um i like the characters in that i like how the storyline is played out in that um so i wasn't sure what to expect with a sequel and i wasn't sure how much they were going to bring in from the original into this sequel so i kind of went in blind on it and i can't really say that i enjoy watching danny as an adult I kind of liked where I left him off in my head as a child and how he had to cope with things afterwards. You know, I, I wasn't expecting to see him as a young boy again in the beginning of this. I just, I, I honestly, I didn't know what to expect um, of how they were going to play this out. So, I mean, he was fine. I feel like the, the way that he had his shine in the original was way different than how he has his shine as an adult. So it didn't correlate very well with me. I feel like they, what, what, what it was for him in, in the first movie isn't the same that it was in the second movie. And the only way that they tried mm -hmm. to connect those two were with scenes from the original. So kind of lost me on that. Um, I feel like the, the witch group, I don't know what to even... The True Knot. K-N-O-T. Oh, K-N-O-T. Not, not True Knot. Like, not like Borat. Like, no. like a, what's the Knot represent? Oh, that's just their name. Oh, okay. Well, that, that, <laughs> that group really was bizarre to me. I didn't... F 
I don't understand how that fit into the shining per se, um, of how they collected their shine. We never got any reference to that in the original. So that really came as a shock to me. And it was quite bizarre. It reminded me of a real goofy B movie where they had to suck out breath. I'm like, Ew, that's weird. He's um, kind of a B horror movie writer for the most part. I mean, he does stuff yeah, like, like shining and like green mile and, Shawshank that are like big you know epics even it is kind of a messy pile of crap the book but it's you know it's an epic long book and then he does the little little b b stuff sure but I mean I feel like the way that it was presented maybe could have been a little different instead of actually seeing like cold 10 degree breath when you step outside and someone's sucking it in like really weird it's in and it's in a thermos but whatever (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> they and gotta then, save the breath for hard times. That's what they yeah, do. Yeah, you know? and then they just <laughs> open up the the Campbell soup thermos and suck it out. But whatever. Um, and I actually, I I don't really care much for the girl Abra either. I just feel like they're all really t- different. But I can't find the correlation of the three coming together. I see it, but I don't I don't believe it. So it's really hard for me to put these three different bodies together to make a cohesive movie. I mean, my favorite character is Abra's dad. <laughs> He's not even <laughs> that much. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to give it a two for the characters. Oh, wow. Uh, Jess, what do you think of the characters? Um, let me see. So the characters didn't disappoint, but they weren't great. I agree with Nicole. Dan was my least favorite. Um, he just had no passion. I felt like he was reading a script the entire time. Oh, <laughs> like definitely. Yeah, so I mean, I have such a different opinion. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. I I just felt like Dan had no passion. Um, he could have had a lot more emotion, been more involved, thought of more creative ideas but he just honestly it was like he was reading a script the entire time um my favorite character might be dan's best friend um the one that befriended him at the um i mean towards the middle when he um got the present time i really liked him or i did like rose those two are um my strongest abra she was she was okay she was fine she was just she had all the passion that Dan should have had because her shining is new to her. Um, she just had a ton of it, but she was more um, exploring it where we see Dan. He's just trying to avoid it and hide from it. But um, I really liked Rose. I think sh- they did a good character pick for her. She was like hippie, but witchy and super confident. And um, you know what it I like calling me her of? around. What's that? I don't know Ooh, if Rose. you watch um american horror story but she reminded me of the coven season where they're all the witches and that's why i think it was kind of put out of place for me because those women are like real hip and and really chic and cool and that's not the feeling that i wanted for dr sleep and that's what they kind of gave her to me and it just didn't fit naturally Hmm. so uh oh did you give a number uh jess oh um Probably three five. Oh, nice. Um, I really like most of the characters in this. Um, I think Rose the Hat is really fucking good. I think she's one of the best Stephen King villains I've seen. Um, that's a person. I mean, it's a whole other thing. But like, as the, that's actually like she's supernatural, but she's actually like a person. 
Um, and the actress, Rebecca Ferguson. I mean, she just she killed I, I, Every scene that she's in, I'm so in it. I'm so engaged. Um, she's also not all-powerful and all-knowing. Like, she, she has flaws, and she gets put into situations where she's almost like another main character. She's not just her villain, but she has her own protagonistish moments. Like, um, she goes into the dream, and, and she's looking for... Abra's uh, shining power secrets when she's in she's in her house that she just like the Mary Poppins fly through the air thing and she's in her room and then <laughs> um and then Abra like turns it on her and she gets all like they they make her eyes all covered and creepy looking and Abra looks like this crazy evil demon and and now Rose the Hat's like all trapped in this in this thing and she, she you know she's she's never had the p- power thrown back at her like so much in all her they don't even say it all the thing in her presumably hundreds of years of life. Um, she's a really complex, interesting character, and she's played really well. I really like Rose the Hat. Uh, Abra's good for a kid actor. You know, kid actors kind of hit or miss, and she was more hit than miss for me. I don't think she came off as bad or cheesy or weird. I think she was a solid kid. Um, I like Dan's arc. Dan has a good arc. He's a very different alcoholic than his father was in, in The Shining, um, but I like that he has bits that are similar, and you can kind of see him. I think, uh, especially when we get to the big the big ending that I think Nicole was a little lukewarm on, on how they used everything. Um, but yeah. And then you guys already mentioned the side characters. Billy's a cool friend. Uh, I like seeing, um, uh, even though it's not the same actor, uh, Dick Holleran, uh, the Overlook Hotel cook coming back as the ghost. Um, I liked the Rose's right-hand man. And I was just looking up his name. I didn't realize what it was. His name's Crow Daddy. Uh, so there's, yeah. there's some cool, there's some cool like- stuff in here. The blonde I don't know chick's if good. I would call it cool. They're kind of just using a whole mismatch of shit. They're using like, like they reminded me of like Cajun people and like well, they were in New Hampshire. Like, well, I the, didn't the true nod is a motley crew of people because they've picked up whoever has the shining power and converted them. Like they're all very. I mean, we don't get a whole lot of fleshing out of all of them. We get like three or four of them have some stuff going on, but like. You know they're all very different. They don't look alike. They're probably from different time periods. You know they're 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 different. Hmm. That's why the group maybe Sorry. isn't cohesive to the area. Anyway, all that said, I I think I give the characters like a four or five. They're they're pretty strong. I like Damn. a lot of the characters here. Damn, and I don't have any. I Damn. don't have a major. There's not <laughs> anything I hate. Damn. I don't, <laughs> I don't that hate old any of the guy characters. Was a good actor. Who the one that played the grandpa? <laughs> The grandpa of I the mean, he's whatever. I don't know. Like, he, I don't think he was that bad, and it's not like he has much to do. The whole God. thing is basically, I'm the oldest member, and I need shine, or I'm gonna die. And then he, he took way too long dies. to die. He took like five, ten minutes to die. You know, the shining power is very. I don't know. He took too long. Anyway, four, they should have just sacrificed four. him and ate his breath. I, no, they can't. They can't start cannibalizing each other. They would lose the order, or maybe you can't eat the other people's breath because we saw earlier. They in the movie, did. When, when did he, they eat other people? When he breath? puffed up into gas, they were all like, "Yeah, yeah." They were like, well, once, he, "Once he died, yeah." But like, I don't know if you can suck him while while he's alive, or maybe they can like block you, <laughs> like they can like defend themselves. I'm just saying. He's I don't know the shit. rules. They should have so. sacrificed him a long time ago. Yeah, I don't think, but then, but then the group members start to get paranoid, like, oh, what if I'm the weak one next, and they're gonna turn on me? Like, I don't know. I feel like you gotta gotta stay. It's like stay the Walking together. Dead. Yeah, they don't, if they, if they turn on each other, then you know, they, all of a sudden, none of them they all die. Which you know. They all- anyway, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> anyway, back to the the plot of the movie. So uh, 
Abra is told, or no, not Abra. Uh, Dan is told by um, by Dick Holleran, the ghost of Dick Holleran, to uh, find Abra and defend her because uh, he knows that Rose the Hat and her crew members are coming to get him, get her, um, because her shine is so powerful and they can sense it miles and miles away. That's why the whole group travels up to New Hampshire. They were actually not where they were, but they travel up there and they're, they're you know, Manson family RVs. Uh, and they they gotta go. They're gonna go try to take Abra out. So Dan has to go help Abra. Uh, and we get, you know, a lot of the little scenes like uh, the digging up the body. Uh, Dan and his buddy digging up the body. Um, we get the scenes with the with the parents. Uh, Nicole, you said you like the Abra's dad. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we we get a lot of stuff that kind of leads us to it one of our big. Reminds me of somebody that would be in a Jordan Peele movie. Yeah, kind of. I liked him because he's kind of like the dopey, like silly, silly. He dad. was enough, and that's right? contradicting myself to what I've said in in previous. Reviews. Yeah, you said you usually don't like that character, but you. Well, everybody you said else sucks so bad. Character. I had to find something that was the most human. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's fair at I, all. I, I, um, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> so not sorry. using Abra. In their first confrontation, they use Abra's bait. Dan and Billy lure the cult members out, and they shoot a bunch of them. Uh, but before before they can kill all of them, uh, the one of the what's her name, the the blonde haired cult member, uh, telepathically, what snake bite? Oh, snake bite. You're right, snake bite because of her because of her um her. Wow, we're this far in already. I feel like there was so much extra shit that went on that we didn't even talk about. Well, it's a two and a half hour movie, and if we get too bogged down, this is going to be a two and a half hour review. So (laughs) we can go back and talk about stuff. I feel like that just goes to show you, like half of that shit that was in there. Like, okay, I already know what we're going to talk about. My one of my favorite scenes because it was so stupid. But you definitely did your your laughing out loud. Oh my god, I laughed so much during this movie. I, I, I'm thinking of one <laughs> in particular, but I'm, I'll let you bring it up when it gets to the plot grading. Um, so, so uh, you know, Snakebite dies, uh, and uh, and uh, Billy dies, unfortunately. We, we liked Billy. I did um, like Billy a lot. We did like Billy. He was good. And then, so the remaining uh, the remaining cult members are uh, abduct Abra, and uh, they drug her to, like, suppress her shine so she can't use her powers while they're taking her away. Um, and Dan, you know, it's communicating with her, trying to, you know, uh, telepathically, and they able to force Crow Daddy to crash his car. Can we uh, not call and, him uh, that? Just call him Crow. <laughs> Crow Daddy's like Crow just Daddy. so weird. I really like Crow Daddy. Uh. It's Crow Daddy. <laughs> I could feel. I could feel just. What cr- about just Daddy? Just cringing right now. <laughs> yeah, <we're... laughs> Dad- Daddy, not. Oh, da- Daddy. What if we flip a Daddy Crow instead of Crow Daddy? <laughs> That's better. <laughs> so Daddy Crow crushes his car on the side of the road because of the telepathic powers. Um, Rose consumes the remaining cult stockpile of steam. She, she sucks. Yeah, so she can, like, you know, vow her revenge and heal her wounds and, like, get all super, super shined up for the final <laughs> the final confrontation. And uh, Dan is like, well, there's only one place we can really go where... It's it's all fucked up and haunted, and there's evil spirits there who eat people with the shining. People who it's go after people with the shining. Colorado. Big ch- <laughs> I like how he said it too. He wasn't like, "Oh, it's like this haunted house." He was like, "It's Colorado." <laughs> I was Rat, like, "Oh, matter. okay." Road trip to <laughs> Colorado. It is expecting him to say Overlook Hotel, and then when he just says Colorado, you're like, "Oh, I know what's there." Like you know, it's a nod for the 
the fans. Um, and so the, that's where our final showdown is going to be. So let's talk about the plot here because it's a very, it's a little messy. I'm going to say it's a little messy. <laughs> it's a little stretched, just a little long. I did not read the book, so I don't know how true it sticks. But uh, Jess, what do you think of the plot of this movie? Um, I think you use all the right words. Stretchy, messy, long. That's how I would explain it. Um, <laughs> especially up... Well, I'll talk about the last fourth of the movie later. But I'm I, very curious to see what you think because I'm going to guess you had no idea what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> I, I did. I have no idea what's going on. Because but, you haven't seen The Shining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I guess I didn't realize that now. I should have maybe. Well, I, I wasn't gonna watch it, but I, I was it's like, why is this so to confusing it. to me? But then I realized, oh, I'm just missing the like the first movie. That's why. So I think it's a good idea, but the movie just didn't work out right. I I remember thinking to myself, why don't I like this? I'm like, the characters don't suck. It's a good idea. The visual sound is fine, but I just didn't like it. I <laughs> something some about it. For just, you too. There's there's some jump scares in there. Uh, I Not don't a know. Ton, but a couple. I wasn't crazy about the trailer, and it it kind of is what I thought it would be. It definitely was very very long, which I didn't read um the length of the movie. So watching it, I was like, when is this gonna end? It's just it just keeps going, and I think there was a lot of back and forth between like dreams and almost had the Inception feel of it. And we're like, whose mind are we in, and who are we trying to kill, and who is this character again? That part was a little confusing to me. And I think it was just a little spacey. I did have some parts that I liked, but I mean, all in all, I think it was just super drawn out. It just, it wasn't interesting. Um, so I'm probably going to give it a 2.5. Nicole? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> like I've already She's winding up. <laughs> explained here, I really enjoy the first Shining movie a lot more than this one. Um... I mean, from the beginning, I was already not as impressed as I could have been because it just wasn't holding itself true to what I thought was going to happen after The Shining ended. I don't know what to, I didn't know what to expect, but like, I didn't want this to be it. Um, I mean, I just don't, I don't appreciate the way that they took Danny as him trying to suppress his shining until this girl pops up out of nowhere and he's like oh i gotta save her now like where where did this even come from how did all of a sudden 20 something 30 something years later brothers <laughs> told him to told her to protect her so how come her. in the past 30 years he hasn't had this inkling or a knock in his head like he did with with she's Abra. the most power rose the head says well, what she about the girl like what about the girl so that what about the girl that Rose took first in the in the well, she wasn't as RV powerful. park? But it, it's it, okay, whatever. I don't what I, I don't. She's like, like the him. baseball player. The baseball player is like, eh, he's he can like detect pitches coming, but he's he's not that I don't, good. He's I right. don't care for that plot line at all. Honestly, I don't. I just think it's really weird, but not in a good way. Weird. It just I didn't want it to happen. I would have rather not had a sequel than have this. I, I a lot, there's a lot of parts in here that just don't make sense to me. I I really hate it. Like I hate everything about it. I hate <laughs> that they I hate that they killed this kid in the middle of like a um biohazard field. What the fuck is it? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he knows exactly where to go because because Abra's like oh it's right here and then they dig and find him but nothing comes of it. Like 
and uh, these parts are just really weird it doesn't make any sense leading up to the ending which is the worst of all but anyway there's two i know brennan's laughing at me because there's two parts that are so funny <laughs> I, am I, they are I was too. very confused at the one of these parts like i was like oh that's what happened i didn't realize that <laughs> when i laugh at a movie that's supposed to be serious you know that it's it's gotta be bad right because i can i can usually appreciate things but i'm remembering the happens, intruder <laughs> when something happens and it's bad i can't contain it so the one part that i love is when he dan is having his like experiences with talking to abra and having these nightmares and all this stuff and flashbacks and he opens his eyes and the dead woman that he hooked up with in the beginning is laying there and then all of a sudden the dead baby is in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns around and it goes daddy or whatever the fuck it said mommy i lost you were, it you were like crying oh laughing my God. i was, I was like, like babe no one else is laughing at this point you gotta stop. <laughs> because, because it's not scary at that point like what was the purpose of that you could have had the kid turn around and be like an eyeball hanging out would have been better than it going mommy like, <laughs> i was so confused i was like wait she died because I saw we, we saw the throw up on the pillow, but I thought she just like yeah, I thought she was passed out, but yeah. apparently uh, and, she she was dead or she OD and she left the she left the kid they left the kid was that I didn't realize I was supposed the to the baby be, like, died too because it wasn't getting fed <laughs> I know but like how long was she away for and like no I one checked know. on that apartment I was so confused sense. I was like wait they both died <laughs> or was it just a dream die? was it just a I dream know I thought had? like I thought the mom just OD'd but apparently I mean yeah. I'm sorry mom just passed out but apparently she OD'd. Really strange well, yeah, but, choice. I mean, you could be, yeah, just a dream, but I was, that, you were, I mean, I didn't laugh like Nicole did, but I was <laughs> confused. <laughs> the other, my other favorite part is, <laughs> um, when Abra's having, like, a moment in her bedroom and, um, Rose is trying to find where she is, so she goes on this, like, magic school bus quest into the <laughs> outer space. <laughs> this is the part I was talking about that I liked, where we found Rose, like, human, you know? We and found, like, like, her, her flying flying. She's, she's human, so flying human. through, like, a fucking NASA spaceship. It was a little Peter Pan Mary Poppins, but... <laughs> And it shows her at one part she's she's flying with her arms down and then cut scene to her arms out like flying like a witch. I'm like, what the fuck is going? On? All I could hear is the Reading Rainbow theme song in the back of my head. Like, <laughs> yeah, the choreography bad. of that could have been a little better. Also, why did she drive to Colorado? That's why did she drive to Colorado? Why couldn't she just fly there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was astral projection. She was doing her um, meditating, and she sent oh like her my projection God, there. That's amazing. But she actually, but she showed up there. She drove in a jeep. <laughs> well, yeah, she drove to the hotel because she had she she couldn't waste her shine power to astral project. She had to physically be there. So she but she had an abundance. She ate all the three Campbell soups. <laughs> That wasn't enough. She was very injured. She needed. She needed super. She needed. She needed to be super powerful when she confronted. Uh, when she confronted Dan and Abra, she but, had to be like super juiced. I mean, all in all, these parts here really had absolutely no effect on the actual plot for me. But the plot itself was really corny and stupid. And when we get to the point later where we talk about the ending of how we really integrate some, some cool shining scenes, 
really, really missed the mark for me, unfortunately. What a fucking bummer that was. Um, <laughs> gonna have to give it a two. <laughs> I'm surprised you gave it a two and not like a one five or a oh. one. <laughs> because she laughed so hard at two of the bad scenes. <laughs> one bad scene. I think one scene was good. Go anywhere. Fuck <laughs> out of here. Um, <laughs> I've been playing Devil's Advocate, but I also think the plot kind of sucks. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's really it's so needlessly elaborate. Did it Jess doesn't talk need about to... her plot. Yeah, just just went first. She gave it a two five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's I don't need to echo too much what you guys said. I don't have as much problem with the mo- moment to moment movement of the plot. I can mostly follow where we're going, and when we get to the end, I I like the end. I like a lot of the the callbacks and the cameos. There's a couple that don't work. Um, but I'll for the most part, I ones. like, uh, <laughs> there's one that I really don't like, and I have a feeling Nicole didn't like it. Nicole doesn't like a lot of them, but there's one that really kind of irked me. But, um, as a whole, like, yeah, it's really messy and long and needlessly elaborate. So there's stuff I like, but I don't, I don't dislike the scene to scene. Like I know who's going where, and I, I guess you guys didn't understand that as, as well, but like, I knew like this person has this goal right now and this person's going over here and like this person's really here and not really here. And I could follow the dream. So yeah, messy over the I top. Think but that I, st- I just, I don't care much for the fact that they're throwing in this whole group of people that have been dying for the shine when we didn't get any of that in the beginning. If you're going to pull in parts of the first movie, I really wish that there was some sort of like, inkling to this in the begin in the first well moment. without Unless the, i'm missing it like it the, has no, no correlation no it was a retcon i mean the, this group was not mentioned in the original and it doesn't um or at least not in the original movie i don't know about the book remember stephen king had a big problem with how uh, kubrick made the movie so maybe he did have this in this book i mean that's true that's true it's possible i don't know i, don't, I didn't read shining um but the, and it's another thing i haven't mentioned these are whether you like it or not uh, clearly we're kind of all over the board here with our opinions but it's a very different movie, for better or worse, or equal, or whatever you want to say. It's a very different movie than The Shining. Extremely different. Like, it's one of the most different sequels I can think of. It's The tone is extremely different. The cinematography is different. The Other than the, 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 you know, the, the one song that's always there, uh, the theme. Other than that, even the music's different. Um, the acting choices are different. It's an exceptionally different movie, and it feels different. Um but I like the changes, I guess. I, I A lot of times sequels have the problem with just being the same movie, except with different characters. And you know, it's, it's, I'm like, this is at least is very different. Took took some turns that I wasn't expecting, but um, the plot's still not good. It's like a 2-5. I'm, I'm on board with you guys. Wait, um, so I have yeah, a few I, questions I, though about the plot. Why did yeah. the um, the Shining Mentor, why was this his last dream? Uh, I think he was like turning over like his, his keys, his powers to, to the guy. Uh, maybe he's his... like got old enough to not need his assistance anymore. I think it was something like that. It was. It wasn't like a literal like I can't help you. It was more like because he used um, to go you don't into need the me anymore. Uh, when he when they lived at the hotel, he used to go into the kitchen and talk to Scatman Crothers as his like got mentor and guide. Be like, yeah, you do right. see this stuff, but I'm one of them too, and like I can help you through this. And now that he's old enough and sober and all this stuff, I don't think he really needs him anymore. Yeah, it's kind of like the I've taught you everything I can, and here's your last mission, I guess. And you know, go you you're you're ready to to help her go go do it. And then you know he doesn't. He it's not like he can do anything in the afterlife. I don't think he can like help them fight Rose or anything. I think I, I think he just you know was like a spirit guide. 
Oh, and also, did Billy have slight shine since um, he could smell like he had that smell when he was hunting yeah, deer? And Billy. it was Billy's the, uh, Cliff the Curtis. best friend. She's the friend. Yeah. Oh. And also, he had like a strong inkling to take Dan in when he first got there. Um, I thought this. I, thought I, didn't, the smell, I actually didn't think about that. Well, I thought the smell when he was like, "Oh, I, sm- I know what this is." When I was hunting, I've smelled this before. So I thought that meant That's he had slight shine. That's possible. I actually didn't even think about that. I think I would lean no, only because the the cult members don't sense him, and they sense even people with just a little bit of shine. So like when he died at the end, I think they would they, the, the the blonde girl probably would have, you know, tried to suck up the remaining shine he had. But um oh. it's possible. I didn't think about that. That's uh it's interesting interesting point. Alright, time for the ending. Time for the big crazy ending. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna stop for a second. Let's do visual and sound first. Uh go back to you, uh, Nicole, what do you think of that? Um well, I mean it's okay. Um I don't really have any like major qualms about it except that fucking Flying through the, the air. Yeah, Jesus Christ. That was it was stylistic. It was a choice. It wasn't like a mistake. <laughs> like, it, was... it was a choice. Not my choice, but somebody's. <laughs> um, not your choice. <laughs> one of my favorite scenes is coming up at, towards the end when we are climbing up that hill. Ooh, it might be my favorite. Panning scene over too. the lake with the tree with the island in it. And it's the exact same opening scene as The Shining. However, it's nighttime. And I feel like you're right. wrapping up a series. And that's really interesting. Um, that was a really good choice. Um, the hotel call, is always yeah. creepy and creepy looking. I love and, the hotel. Yeah. I love it's the Overlook Hotel. In, in both. They're different, obviously. But I love the hotel. It always gives you that eerie feeling, no matter when you see it. Um... There's a couple choices in the end that I really would like to talk about of why I think they were a stupid choice for this movie. I mean, we can talk about the whole first hour and a half, two hours, all we want. But really what it comes down to is the ending here of how we're going to wrap this up with The Shining. And when when I see these... Well, actually... If I can, if I can rewind a little bit, the opening scene where we get the carpet and the tricycle really iconic, really sets the tone, which I thought. So I was excited about it, and then they fucking ripped it away from me. So, um, if we can now fast forward to this ending where we're bringing in more shining scenes again, where we get the whole mm-hmm. empty ballroom with the bartender and the mirrors behind him and. We get the elevator with the blood and all these things. It, it sparks this memory of watching The Shining. But at the same time, I'm really annoyed with how it's put in here. I feel like it's so haphazard and it doesn't make any sense. And really missed a mark for me. Really unfortunately placed these things in there for me. You know what? One thing we didn't talk about yet I mm. <laughs> really is... In Danny's mind, the the boxes in his head. Yes, yeah, so I was going to talk about that here at the end when they, because that's a big part of the finale. Um, but go ahead, actually, you talk about it here. I mean, I just that's actually probably one of my favorite visuals of this is that you can really put in in your head what he has these concealed demons for so long, and when something causes him to become so irate, another you know, if there's things that he doesn't have bottled up like that like alcoholism and 
losing his father and things like that. Like those are also in boxes too, but that's not the boxes that he's showing us. He's showing us the dead woman. He's showing us the twins. He's showing us the, the, um, bathroom attendant that we've seen in the original ones. Like we're not seeing those things that are real life, um, demons. And that's actually a very interesting thing that I see in this. Um, so I, I do enjoy the, the, the mind coffins, if you want to call them that, but everything else from the original really got lost on me. I'm really stuck at what I think about the visual of this. I'm going to give it a three to be safe because I don't want to be pulled. My, I don't want to pull myself in either direction, but right. we could, I could talk about this a lot because it's really interesting how they use these things. And I don't know if I care for them as much. I have a feeling we're going to talk about the end a lot, especially uh, explaining it to Jess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, Jess, what do you think of the visual and sound? Uh, so I think the visual and sound is probably the strongest part. If we're just thinking pure visual and sound, um, I, I think it was like just a good scariness, good picture, um, good graphics. Uh, my favorite scene uh, visually, well, is in the last scene where there were... Um, they turn her into, oh, there is a maze, and they just drop Rose in it. I thought that was um, super cool. And then when they zoomed out of the camera, you could see, like, the entire huge maze. Um, I don't know why I like the part so much. I think they used that scene in the original, too, yeah. Yes, they do. (laughs) Yeah, but other than that, like, the flying through space, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, it, it... I think it didn't I fit. I don't think it was as comically bad as Nicole's saying. I, mean, <laughs> it didn't, I don't think it fit the plot. It was just so weird. Um, but, I mean, it didn't look bad. It, she besides, just appeared in the room because Besides she was, the choreography yeah. part, I really liked um, the visuals of everyone's mind as, like, a library. And, you know, they're, like, trying to steal each other's, like, individual manila folders. Um, that yeah, was, I like that. Yeah, and I like the chalkboard, too. Um how they talk to each other through the chalkboard and how he fa- she found Uncle Dan <laughs> and befriended him. Um, so, I mean, they're... I like and, the dad's initial reaction to Uncle Dan. He's like, he thinks he's like a pedophile. <laughs> and I liked watching how um, Rose's family died. Like, I think the the, gra- the grandpa scene was too long, but um, they did a good job of, like, just seeing life compress out of them and turn into just air or just bones... Um, that transition was pretty good. That grandpa scene was torture. Yeah, that was too long. Um, <laughs> but I I liked how you can actually Nit see them die and the life is just like pushing out of them. So I mean, the visuals overall were were good. Um, so I'm gonna give this a four. Yeah, uh, visuals are like a four for me too. Um, it's not crazily overly flashy. Um, a lot of I like the way they die. The death scenes are good for me. Like the way they kind of just like it's just said fade away. Um, I like the flying scene and the library scene. I don't know why Nicole thinks it's so horrible, but I What's the library? It just didn't fit. The library is after she's flying, she goes into like the the girl's mind and it's No, no, I like that part. That's very interesting how they how they show they show the two people's different minds. Like the the young girl, hers is is more colorful and it's put in the little cute cubbies and it's got you know all these all yeah. these colors on the wall, and then and hers is like a giant. Hers is a fucking old library. library. That's awesome. But yeah, okay. how she flew to that point? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I, getting I from point A to point B is just the part. 
<laughs> I didn't mean to get your opinion twisted there. Um, but for the most part, I really like these visuals um, and sound. We haven't really talked about much, but it opens with that that original Shining theme, and it's a great fucking theme. It's one I don't think about enough because it really is very, very good. It puts you right there. Um, the rest of the music's, you know, kind of kind of around. It's I don't really think about it too much. But whenever the Shining thing kicks in, um, however they use it, it's... It's really good. I like that theme. Uh, it's a four, though. It's it's nothing super much to write home about, but there's there's more good than bad here for sure, and I, I like a good deal. All right, everybody, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the end. Should I just say first <sighs> what I most what I think about it since I haven't seen actually, the first yeah, one? Jess, can you tell me? You tell uh, Nicole and I what happened at the end. They they show they, the three of them are at the hotel. What happens? Oh, I wasn't gonna go play by play. I was gonna just say. All right, all right. I'll 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 finish this up here. Um, so the uh, Jess was right on at the beginning there. Uh, they do go to the boiler room, uh, and he he turns all the power on. Uh, so the hotel is back with uh, the power up. This is where we see a lot of visuals from the original one that were bothering. Bothering Nicole quite a bit. Um, I I don't remember exactly how Rose and Abra all get in no, there. No, it's the... it's the stupid parts. Yeah, it's the stupid parts where like she's walking through the house to find them, and she stops, and all of a sudden the blood's rushing out of the elevator. That's right because so... it happened in the first one, so you and do it. it but it's so one. un so unnecessary for her to see that right now. It has no effect on what she's her end result is right now. You know, she's trying to find mm-hmm. him to go kill him. And I don't like that they tried to add it in as a, as a nod to the original because it h- added no value. It was actually de- like detracted for me. Yeah, that's I didn't like that one as much. Most of the other ones I liked, except for one, which we will get to. Just kind of touched on it. Um, but they do a lot of the. They have the room two thirty seven. Uh, they have um, it's like all the the carpet, everything you could think of from the original. That's like the iconic parts of the haunted hotel is there. Yeah, um, and then and watching then get... this, I had no idea. So I was like, okay, so between the ages of like six and twenty, it looks like Dan was just a ghost hunter and put him in these boxes in his head. Not exactly. But, um, <laughs> so the original one, and just you're talking about the father figure, the father in the in the base in the bartender the ghost father so the whole first movie is about him he's the main character and jack nicholson plays him uh i think this guy was very clearly supposed to be a jack nicholson lookalike. um yeah and uh so the whole first one is about oh. the father he's a writer uh danny lives in the hotel with him with uh his wife shelly duvall's character and um all these little things that are happening at the end here happen throughout the movie and it you know it creates this atmosphere where uh, the father goes crazy and loses his mind, tries to kill his wife and kid. Uh, Danny is, you know, learning about his shining from the from the cook and uh, seeing all these visions throughout the house. And a lot of the visions are in this. Um, the big thing that happens in the maze uh, where Rose is there and uh, what happens to her is she gets devoured by all of the... D- all of like the evil demons that we saw in the first one, oh, the, yeah. um, the people at the old ballroom, the twins, the come play with us, Danny, the the, the twins, um, all the old spirits that feast on the shining from the original shining are here. And that's Rose's fate. Um, not before or not long after they possess Dan. Dan runs throughout the, uh, the mansion trying to axe uh, Abra to death. Uh, he's able to get a grip on himself long enough to go to the boiler room, blow himself up burn the hotel down as Abra escapes and we'll get our little ending here. Um, I like, this is something I brought up while we were talking about um, the ending. I 
like how they killed Dan. Because <laughs> <laughs> you never liked um, him to begin with. Because <laughs> you didn't like his character and you wanted him to die. <laughs> no, because they really, like I had stated earlier, one of my one of the scenes I appreciate is that they showed the beginning credits of The Shining in a different light. They showed it at nighttime, and we're watching it go up through nighttime, right. and we can see the the high beams of the car in the darkness. And that was a nice contrast to what we've seen before. And this actually is interesting because they killed Dan by fire and heat when in the original one, Jack Nicholson was killed by ice and right. freezing. And oh. I really appreciate that they did that because it added that twist that I wanted without being ludicrous. So it, it was, it was a nice nod to the original. I like one how without they having like the blood out of the elevator. Yeah, I mean that some of that stuff I like as callbacks, but you're right that I like the ghosts coming back and devouring Rose. They they rise out of the boxes. I do like that. I think that was cool how they they mapped them all in his mind, and then he uh, the whole thing was a trap for Rose. He he knew that the Shining or the the Overlook Hotel would be dangerous for anyone with the Shining, but he had to take the risk to try to unleash the demons to kill Rose because he knew he couldn't do it himself. And then you know they obviously possess him, and he he. What did I? What did I tell you when we were there? What was I most interested in seeing? I don't remember. You have to. Oh, I need. I wanted to see the photo of Jack Nicholson at the party. Oh, from the very end of the movie, and they didn't show it unless we missed it after the credits. I don't remember it being in there. Uh, Listeners, please let us know if we forgot it. They didn't show it in the the duration of the the feature, but they they might have shown it at the end. I wanted that to be in it, if anything. Maybe it was in the corner somewhere. We didn't see it. Like, it was kind of (sighs) an Easter egg, like, real well hidden. I need to know if it was in it. (laughs) We'll look that up later. Uh, The resonance and feel. um, I'm going to go to you, Jess, first for this one. What do you think of the resonance and feel of this movie? Um, Probably one of my lowest at two. Um, I think a lot of it is... didn't understand what was happening. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I was good. I was good up until the end. Um, Again, until the hotel scene. And that's when... I piece some of it together, but again, the support from the first movie definitely would have helped. Uh, but the entire movie, I didn't really feel anything. I was just felt like I was just sitting there waiting for it to be over. So I, I think that accounts for most of it. And I don't. There was no jump scares. I don't think I ever was scared. And I was tired of you seeing that of naked this lady. Baby, <laughs> no, I wasn't scared. Of that. <laughs> I was tired of seeing that naked lady. That's what I was afraid of. That's what I was tired of. Well, she's for also, if you could assume, she's from the original. She was in the original first big jump scare horror scene in that movie, the infamous 237 room. And that's kind of like a really, I wonder, really big I, deal. I'm definitely missing the significance of the old woman from the original. If someone could please comment why, what I'm missing of what this significance symbolism is of She's her. one of the spirits there. She, they had a I whole understand, background story why, for her. I understand, but why... Why is it an old woman? Is what I would like to know. Someone has to know what the what the purpose was. I would like to know. If you ever see the documentary two thirty uh, room two thirty seven, it goes very much into detail about all. There's it's a two and a half hour documentary mm-hmm. about all the different conspiracy theories about The Shining. Cause it's oh, I such need to a, watch that for sure. You would like. I mean, well, it's it's done kind of weird. It's done like each segment. It can't be worse than interview. this. <laughs> 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 it's less professionally done, I'll give you that. But they're they're like hardcore geeks going hard. Their flying and scenes were a little bit worse than this one. 
<laughs> There's no flying scene. It's literally just over over people uh, overdubbed with scenes of The Shining, and then they like circle things they're talking about. One guy thinks the whole thing proves that uh, Stanley Kubrick faked the Apollo uh, the Apollo moon landing. So. Oh, I'd it, totally be into this. It's all conspiracy theories and crackpot shit. There's, like a, <laughs> Nazi, there's like a Nazi theory in there. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, back to this movie, though. Um, what, do you, what do we land on there? Uh, just oh. gave your... Yeah, I'm just going to give what, it a, a two, two, and I think that's a generous two. Hmm. Hmm. Nicole? I think generous two sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> I wish I never saw this. Like honestly, I really do. <laughs> that, that is a generous two. <laughs> That's a very generous two. I wish I never saw this. <laughs> I really enjoy The Shining and the things that it leaves me to think about are so much better than what this movie gave me to think about. Like they really spelled things out for me in this, which is not what I think of the shining to be. Um, I think of it to be very psychological and, you know, leave it up to my own interpretation for a lot of things. And this was really too spelled out and weird. And they're sucking out breath and I want to throw up. And like, I just don't like any of this extra bad guy stuff that's in this really weird and it doesn't sit what sit right with me i mean i like that they use this young girl as as the medium between the two i guess i mean i'm really (laughs) struggling to say that too because it was all just didn't make sense to me and these three these three bodies of people don't blend well enough for me especially like at the end where we're trying to get all the people in the same place they all end up at the overlook hotel which is so iconic and these people don't belong there for me um (laughs) i i think a two is really pushing it but i'll give it that because they they tried i guess i don't know i yeah i didn't read the book to know how accurate it is to this either um that's all i don't know I'm at a four. Um, there's some st- a four. There's some there's some stick uh, factor for me in here. I'm gonna think about Rose the Hat. Really good villain. One of my favorite villains of the year in movies. Um, music, like I said, every time, and it's a lot of it is a big nostalgia play. Um, I like a lot of our everything in the hotel except for I don't love the blood elevator. I'll give you that, Nicole. That was a little shoehorned in. And the only thing I don't like at the hotel, there is one big thing I don't like, and we've talked about it. The guy who's supposed to be like fake Jack Nicholson at the bar. I, I that was horrible. It. I don't know how you do it. I don't. I know they want. They they were like, well, we gotta have we gotta have Jack Torrance in here. We can't we can't do a Shining sequel without and go back to the hotel without having Jack Torrance. And that's maybe I'm why like, I wanted to have the the picture in there because that's more I like that's there's that's just. As but they iconic. wanted they wanted him to have Dan to have his confrontation with his his father because like we, yeah we said, because his very, father also had the same feeling with the drink that he did with with the the right bartender prior so why not well they're like kind of the opposite of this they're like the opposite of the same person they have the same affliction they're very similar in a lot of ways but you know and even you said at the ending the heat and heat versus cold ending uh you know dan Dan, uh jack dies trying to murder everyone dan dan dies saving people um 
it's so but like the guy didn't he was trying so hard to do a Jack Nicholson impersonation and that's what it felt like it felt like a, just a random dude who kind of looked like him from back in the day doing an impersonation it, it it bugged it bothered I did not like uh, but having said that that's the only the, the, the that's like the big thing that sticks out everything else like I don't know I, I walked away from this movie like pretty happy with it like pretty satisfied I thought I... it lived up to my expectations wow I thought it was a mess. <laughs> But the, the plot, I agree, the plot was a mess, but I it doesn't, I don't need a perfect movie tied up in a bow, I just enjoyed the characters and the performances, I liked the visual style, and I liked the callbacks and the nostalgia feel. I think it was because the, the I was The weak point is the plot. I think, it, I think it's because I didn't know what to expect, but at the same time I wasn't expecting anything because I didn't want any of it. Like, I didn't want this to happen. I really wanted to keep it at The Shining from the 80s, and I wanted Danny to be oh, they're gonna, away forever. They're gonna... Nothing is sacred. They will touch everything. It's a shame because this was shit. You're ready for the Clockwork Orange sequel. Oh my god! <laughs> With eighty-year-old Malcolm McDowell. Come on. <laughs> it's nothing is sacred. Everything will get ruined. Um, but I don't think this ruined The Shining for me. It's extremely different, and and you, I think you could watch The Shining and completely disregard this because it's they are so different that it's not like I don't think one taints the other. Like, do you like The Shining less now because of this? Jess, this is why we say you have to go back and experience old movies. They're, they're important. It's uh, and you know Nicole and I both really like The Shining. Nicole sounds like she li- she might like The Shining more than I do. Like I do. Like I know it's old, but you got to get you got to get in there. You got to get in the classics. Maybe in another life. Ugh. <laughs> Maybe in this <laughs> you, life where you, you would review like The movies. Shining. <laughs> I think she. I think she would like it. I'm a little worried she wouldn't, but she should still try. <laughs> you should still try. It's 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 worth the effort. <laughs> um. That's an argument for another day. We're at the end here. Uh, Abra speaks with Dan's spirit. Also speaks with her father's spirit. I think we... I don't know if we mentioned that he, he got he got killed. He got stabbed. Um, so uh, Abra's mother, Lucy, has to learn to kind of like adjust with, uh, you know, the, the, the daughter's powers. Um, and uh, she is then also confronted by the rotting woman that, you know, Jess and seems confused about and Nicole thought was a weird callback. Uh, she confronts him in the bathroom or her in the bathroom, just like Danny did when he was a little kid and um, prepared to lock the ghost up in her mind. I think we can assume. So she yes. has to lock up every other ghost now that since Danny released I mean, them all. If, I, I, I would, I believe so. Yes. I believe that she will now go on her journey through her life with this power and burden and, you know, have to deal with it in her own way. And hopefully she deals with it better than, than Danny or, or, or Jack did or any of the, well, since she's like not people significantly powerful than all of them, she could really just pick the old lady up with her two fingers, put it in the box and lock it up. Maybe there'll be a third, a third be one no where she has to face an even greater threat from oh another. Oh my gosh. I have to watch something. that old lady in another movie again. We'll see. Uh, we're at the end. We went long because it's a long movie. Uh, I'll start with Nicole. Would you recommend Doctor Sleep? No. <laughs> <laughs> I would not recommend this because I never wanted this to happen. I didn't know what to expect and I'm disappointed that it ever did. Um, because I really like The Shining and I never expected it anything more than it i never wanted danny to grow up and i never wanted any of this bullshit to happen there you go uh jess would you recommend dr sleep why don't you ask me later 
<laughs> just kidding. I'm, I'm asking the con- magic conch show <laughs> just, now. It's a, just it's kidding. Um, I would not recommend it. <laughs> I am pretty surprised how the reviews are pretty high on this because I thought it was um, critical and user reviews both high. Yeah, they're they're both high, and I don't see why anyone agrees with Nicole and I saying that this is just a huge mess. Well, I understand Nicole's position, but I mean, yours, you've never seen the source material. Like, you've never seen the first movie. It would That's be true. like hating. Well, I must say something else then. Some, an outsider thinks it's shitty too. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, if you go into a lot of sequels, I think you're going to be confused. Like, the, I think if you go into the average sequel, you'll be like, but I don't understand. But this is so different than the original. There's no air breathing breath suckers and the original <laughs> I know, but one. Imagine watching breath that suckers. last. Imagine watching everything in the Stanley Hotel, or the Stanley Hotel, that's the hotel they shot at, in the Overlook Hotel, and never seeing The Shining. You would be, I mean, Jess said she was, understood it pretty well until the end, and then it made no sense. Which, you know, I don't, I don't think... Which goes to show you that the uh, first two hours is complete bullshit. It doesn't mean anything. It's... it's worthless. It's, it's the new story. <laughs> The, the first two hours is the new story, and then the half hour at the end is like you know, it's it's fan service with a uh, with a little bow on top. Yeah, again, I'm just so surprised these ratings are so high. I don't think it deserves. It's it. about it's about where I thought it would be. What is it? Mid seventies in Rotten Tomatoes. That sounds yeah. about right for this. I, th- I think that's that's what I would have guessed. Um, yeah, I recommend this. Uh, super different than The Shining. Um, but I like that. I like that it's not a, a retread. I think some of the best sequels of movies do something completely different. They they're they're completely detached from the original. If you look at like you know the most famous example, is first Star Wars versus Empire Strikes Back, the the the, the oh, movements we're not of the plots. Into this. Yeah, we're not getting into I'm no. just saying the best sequels. Ter- ter- we just did a Terminator. Terminator One versus Terminator Two. The best sequels do what the original did and flip it and change it and make it unique. Yeah, but own. I liked I Terminator Two that. and I didn't see Terminator One. You so- you liked Terminator Six and you didn't see Terminators One through Five. Exactly. That is very different. But- Terminator Six though is kind of bland and watered down and made for people who had never seen them. Fine. I'm just, I mean, I gave that a soft recommend. It wasn't a bad movie, but this is a far superior movie. This is a much more ambitious outing uh, than the Terminator. It's a dark fate. Um, well, that's that's Doctor Sleep. Uh, you can very very opinions on that. Sleep. Yeah, who's the doctor? Doctor put us to sleep. The, he's the doc. He's the doctor. They call him Doctor Sleep. Doctor Who? <laughs> doctor Dan. Uh, <laughs> One recommend, two not recommends for Dr. Sleep. Uh, we're not going to leave the theaters. We're going to stay in the theaters. Uh. We got things to review in the theaters. Nicole is groaning because she does not like to go to the movie theater. <laughs> she would rather stay at home and fall asleep halfway through. Um, so we got Ford vs. Ferrari. We've got Jojo Rabbit back on the schedule. Thankfully, it is playing in a lot of places now. It's opened up wider, so uh, we'll be doing that um what else we got we got uh the mr rogers movie uh beautiful day neighborhood whatever that is um frozen 2 i know that's neighbor? coming out won't you be my neighbor is the, the documentary wasn't oh it? i like that. We, like that we got theater reviews we're gonna have even more december pretty much this whole part of the year and then january february march we'll get to some of your suggestions you know in between jess's terrible 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 horror movie picks uh, <laughs> so excited but, um, if, uh, she's so excited to just torture me for two months as we watch this 
garbage horror movie. Hey, it's, it's you, fair. It's a give and take. I, I, we watched the award movies now, and then we watched twenty percent Rotten Tomatoes horror movies <laughs> in January. <laughs> if you have anything to recommend to us, though, we will try to get to it at the beginning of next year. Films with the woman in my life on Facebook, and I am Brennan underscore Pod Host on Instagram. I was trying to keep it from going long, but it was going to go long. Uh, Jess Nicole, thank you for being uh, on Doctor Sleep. It's a pleasure as always. You're welcome. Until next time, this is Brian Sunny. I'm saying thanks for listening. Enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, subscribe to us on iTunes. Please leave a review as it helps more people find the show. Like us on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life. Follow us on Twitter at Films Women Pod. And check out our website, filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. That's filmswiththewomen.libsyn.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brandon Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoying.